Good morning, everyone. Um, it's just about 8, well, it's like 8.22. I'm on my way to a 9 o'clock appointment. Um, you can probably relate that sometimes we get started a little late in the day or in the morning or a little late to our appointment sometimes. Um, but it's not as if, you know, they don't... Um, make you wait sometime. The last time I went to an appointment, I was in there for like an hour and 20 minutes before I even saw the doctor. Uh, needless to say, I am changing practices, but anyway, this episode, we're going to discuss what power your workplace has over you um, to see if anybody can relate to what I and some of my colleagues and coworkers and stuff go through. Um, so first and foremost, I've noticed that sometimes um, you get in the workplace, you get lots of praises or you don't. And I come from a place where I don't, oh Jesus, okay. So you guys all know that this is raw, real, and live and there's no edits and there's no cuts and stuff like that. So, um, and it's unrated. So if you get offended by anything, just please cut out now um, or plug your ears because <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of my mouth or my friend's mouths when I have them on here. Um, so it can go anywhere, just like I've said before, and repeat and repeat. I guess that happens when you don't have a, quite a direction, you don't have any edit cuts and stuff like that, but it can get pretty interesting. So. Right now, I guess I lost my train of thought, um, and I can hear everybody saying, you were going to talk about this, you were going to talk about that. Well, if I could hear you or get your comments, that would be great. Um, negative comments as well, I guess, or constructive criticism, if that's what you want to call it, which is very famously called in the workplace, by the way. So yeah, workplace. So, we go to work every day, and I just look around, um, and everybody is, like, on this time clock, and just, from my point of view, being someone else's puppet, and that's how I feel that I've been, too. <clears throat> um, I mean, obviously, these places need, you know, people to work for them, and the positions need to be filled and all of this, but I guess I am not, I don't fit the mold for that. I've always been a little bit of a rebel. Um, we will go back into the background. I am writing a book right now, so, you know, some of the stuff I talk about may or may not be in it, um, but I won't tell you which pieces. So, Sometimes people just need to be entrepreneurs or need to have their own puppets or what have you. I know that sounds bad in the grand scheme of what we're talking about, but um, rest assured that if I were to, this is my thought and plan, and I know sometimes, you know, people are like, well, you know, this is the real world and that's not is what what's going to happen and all that stuff but my thought process is if you're going to have a business and you need to have employees for whatever reason then you need to make sure 
that you can take care of those employees. And I don't mean just giving them, oh, here you go, here's a snickerdoodle for your rent, and here's a piece of a crumb of a cracker for your light bill and all that stuff. I mean, really take care of your staff. And to me, taking care of your staff means retention, first of all, because it's very costly to train and retrain people. Um, as you all may know, like, there's so much that goes into training, especially, say, in the healthcare field. Um, they have training that you have to go through for, like, almost a month, and it's, you know, intensive training, and sometimes it doesn't even get to the core of where you're working at. It's just the overall um, introduction to the corporate world for the company. Um, and some standards, it's almost like federal and state and local government that you have to be trained for there. But anyways, that all costs money. Um, and I think it costs a lot more than it would if you were able to keep your employees instead of having a big, huge turnover. And people are like, oh, in healthcare, it's always turnover. People get burnt out. Well, yeah, they do. I mean, I used to work doubles all the time. Um, so I can attest to that. But there was one job that I had where I worked doubles and I was loving it. I was getting paid what I was worth. So even though I chose to work three or four doubles a week, my paycheck reflected what I put into my work. Um, there have been times in the past where I have worked overtime and yeah, did get burnt out because if you didn't work overtime, you were sort of criticized for that. So you didn't want to be criticized. So you worked overtime, you work overtime, but you didn't get paid for what you put into it. Um, didn't get any incentives or anything because, you know, you get told that, well, you applied for a job and this is the job you applied for. So why do you, why should you get any praise for doing your job the way you're supposed to? And I think that that was the worst thing that anybody could ever say to someone or people that are putting their all to the company and then some by saying it's, your, it's the expectation that you'll work overtime if there's not enough staff. And that's what happens in this field. That explanation wasn't good enough for me. Um, I thought it was pretty lame and I thought it was pretty, pretty crass. Um, those are the things that lead to burnout. I mean, you get up in the morning, you take a shower. By the time you're halfway through your shower, you're like, oh man, I got to go to this place where I work and I work overtime. Or if I don't, I get frowned upon and I don't want that to happen. So I still work overtime anyway. And get reminded every single day and every single shift that I pick up that I am a diamond. I, I can be replaced. That you're replaceable. Um, that really wears on you or on a person. I mean, I know it wore on me. Take the other extreme, for instance, um, in a place where I was getting praised all the time. Um, at one point I had said, can you please like, don't do that in front of my coworkers because I'm getting ostracized from them. Well, one of my coworkers came up to me 
because she heard me talking to my boss and said, you know, if they wanted the praise and the same recognition that you get, then they would do the job that you do and they would do it just as well or better. She said, so take it from where it's coming from. You deserve this praise and this credit. And if anybody has a problem with that, that's on them and that's their own personal responsibility. Brings me to another one. Like personal responsibility is a huge, huge hit for me. Um, that hit right straight to home. So after that, I didn't ask them not to do that. Um, I mean, I got asked to go to a conference over someone who had worked there for a couple of years more than me. Um, but it was all based upon performance. So performance should be recognized because not everybody puts in what they put in. I mean, I admit there's a job I just recently had that, you know, my heart really wasn't in it because I wasn't with people face to face. And yeah, the person next to me deserved all the recognition she could get because she was putting her all into the job. I was not because I was not feeling it. Um, I did my job and I went home, basically. So the other part of that is, um, yeah, I'll just wrap it up right there for the workplace and, you know, burnout and stuff. There's a lot of things that contribute to it, as you know. Um, personal responsibility is a huge thing because it's really all on you as to whether, you know, you know what you're doing. Um, Oh, this car in front of me is like swerving all over the place, so I have no idea what's going on there. See, you don't know what the interruptions are going to be, so this is one of them, I think. They're definitely like, this is what they're doing. Like every single solitary bump, they're going around it, and it looks like they are dr really drunk driving. But you can tell that it's intentional because it's only when there's a bump or a pothole. And like here in Maine, they're almost impossible to miss. So, I mean, this dude is like, you know, there's a car sitting there. He thinks they're going to back out. So he's like way over the line and stuff. Um, huh. Any hoodles. I guess I'm just waking up this morning and thoughts and opinions and anything else that anybody wants to hear about. I'm game for that. So much in my head to talk about that, um, as a lot of you can probably relate to, when you do start talking, it doesn't come out um, the way that you want it to. So that's why, you know, this is raw, real, and unedited, and unrated. Um, just about anything could happen. But you never know. I mean, this could be the most boring podcast right now or podcast episode or what have you. And then the next one could be just lit right up with laughter and fun and everything else. Uh, I, oh, the one thing that I do or I've started doing also is posting on my social media um, something positive every single day for people to read and hang on to. Um, 
I feel like it's making a difference in my life already, um, as far as just every day life. Um, because once you do that, you feel good because you know that people are responding or when you see people respond, you know that they're getting that message and hopefully it helps them make their day better. This morning's was the superhero pose. Um, I guess studies show if you do that for like five minutes, um, it really empowers you. Um, and I decided to look that up at one point because uh, Katerina, or better known as Amelia Shepard on Grey's Anatomy, she does that pose before she goes into a surgery. Um, and then there's one little episode where she's doing that pose and like one other person is doing it, a new like a resident or something. Um, and she's like, can you feel that? We're superheroes. Um, and they certainly are, you know, in the show. And um, that's what our nurses and doctors and stuff like that are. They are superheroes. Uh, you can be a superhero in your everyday life. And I think that includes... Um, oh, well, what the heck are you guys doing, man? Sheesh. Freaking crosswalk two minutes, two seconds away from you. And stopping people in the middle of traffic. On a busy road. Ugh! I have no idea. I just don't know. Why would you just do that? You, you know, the intersection is right there. You go down and you cut across and like in Maine our jaywalking like stuff at least um in central Maine our jaywalking policy or law or whatever isn't really highly enforced so um I mean I know I think in southern Maine it is but not here in central or northern Maine and that's what they just did I believe that's what it's called is jaywalking because the crosswalk was right there and they cut right straight through like a foot away from the crosswalk and just enough to stop traffic because the light for them to cross was red um, so they went up a little bit while we're going through our green light and bravely crossed the road so good thing people were paying attention but it severely backed traffic up so that's not good we have these like two little roads or two lanes one out one in and in this town that I'm in, it's almost like driving in Maryland at rush hour every single morning and every single evening coming home or every single morning leaving. Um, and only to have two lanes in a small town, that's, that's interesting, right? Because people come down from up north and then um, to go to work because there's really nothing up there drive like hour 45 minutes and a lot of some people take the back way some people take the interstate but a lot of people want to stop at like Dunkin Donuts or something like that and some of them live below the Dunkin Donuts that where they come from so they don't go up and then come down they just come down and go to Dunkin Donuts and that's all so I know I've been rambling on for about 15 minutes about absolutely freaking nothing so one of these days, this will take off, and I'll be happy about that. <laughs> um, so, like, anything that anybody wants to hear about, or anything that anybody has questions about, if I can answer, if we can answer, 
when I say we, I'm talking about the um, BS and WBS. Uh, sometimes they're on, sometimes they're not, but um, because I really started this and they are a part of it and they come on whenever they can. And sometimes I'm just so spontaneous and sporadic that um, it's hard to get them on when I'm on because they're doing something else and we haven't really planned it, which is the gist of the whole entire podcast or my whole entire show. So hopefully I'll be able to take this to the next level very soon and well, I don't know. Maybe some people like it, maybe some people don't, but um, I guess my message and our message is to just empower people, just talk about everyday life, and, you know, because sometimes people say, oh, this should be a reality show, and then you start doing it, and it's like, um, well, you know, what's going on really right now, except for, you know, the crosswalk, jaywalkers, and all that stuff that interrupted my episode, which wasn't really interrupted because anything could happen. So there's so many different subjects that I want to delve into. If there's anybody out there that's listening, um, I don't mind, obviously, like constructive criticism and feedback about staying on track or what have you. But the culture and the gist of my podcast, like I said before, is not supposed to be edited, so... Um, no cuts or anything like that and there's not a script that we read from because it's unscripted and so I guess it's hard to kind of um, do this without talking to someone else because sometimes when you talk to someone else it keeps it going like a friend or what have you or like the BS and the rest of the title of this podcast and now I'm just rambling but going to call registration and register for an appointment today or my second appointment today and registration it takes like an hour sometimes to get through to them like they really really need help honest to freaking god the cars are on the edge of the interstate this freaking tow truck behind me who thinks he's a cop i think oh no he's flashing his lights because he has a car on back (laughs) anyway If you're listening, thank you for listening, and I hope to be back and have more of an idea about, you know, a subject that I want to talk about instead of just rambling on, but um, don't be a puppet, really, like, you know, and I'm not downing anybody that works for people and that's what they want to do and that's where they want to be, but if you don't and you feel like that, then... Um, you know, get out of there, get out of it. Also, if you do work for other people and you enjoy working for other people, don't let them bully you around. I mean, don't let anybody in your job bully you. That's just like, that's the worst thing ever. And nobody should be bullied at their workplace. Um, And you don't have to take it. Get a sense of empowerment of yourself and make sure that you're where you want to be without the bullshit because it's not okay for anybody to say that they have power over you especially when you're working for them um 
I know that sounds weird because they're supposed to be like your boss or your superior or what have you, but you know what? They shit too. They put their pants on the same way. Um, you don't know what goes on in their private or personal life, so you'll never know, like, if... I mean, everybody has their issues. Nobody's perfect. Just That's just what I want to say. And please reach out to HR or if you don't trust HR, reach out to a trusted somebody about your situation so you can get to the bottom of it because you definitely, definitely do not deserve to be anybody's puppet whether you work for them or not. And that will be the end of this podcast or this episode. I'll be back with another episode. Um, And hopefully stay on subject for the most part. (laughs) Have a good afternoon, morning, night. Goodbye. So I just wanted to hop on here. This is the W and WBS. And just say that I got to my appointment this morning and tried to find a parking spot. Well, there are like a ton of them. Um, The only problem is uh, people are driving through them, but they're not pulling up enough. So you can't pull in behind them. And unless you have a little tiny beady car, which I don't. Um, And then they're like way over one of the lines. So if you park, somebody's not going to be able to get in their car. Or if you park, the next person that pulls in might be closer to your door. So you can't get in your car in the correct way anyway. So I don't know what is going on with everybody today. I mean, the sun's not out, but um, vitamin D levels don't go down that fast, I don't think. Um, so it's just interesting. I am such a stickler on moving my car if I don't park it right the first time and putting it in the correct spot. And the only time that I would ever asshole park my car is if I had to take somebody to the emergency room and I had to park really super fast, didn't care what I was doing, and that was that. Or, you know, if I had to run in and get someone and or help people do something and it was a matter of life and death. Like, dude, your appointment, you know, you're in the parking lot. You're going to be there two minutes more. You've hopefully already called them. They're going to be fine with that. Um, don't just park and leave it. Like, move your fucking car. I mean, yeah. And so, if you're offended by that word, I am not apologizing because we did put unscripted, raw, and unedited. So, um, and anything can happen in this podcast, just so a little reminder because it might get a little heated sometimes. Um, and really, like, I just can't believe it. I, I mean... Not just one car, not two, not three, not four, but like almost a whole row. I mean, one person puts it off and then the rest of them feel like they have to follow suit. And it is bullshit. You try to go to a doctor's appointment and everybody else is too. And it's like a healthcare mall type deal. So there's a lot of different offices in this building. And everybody needs to have a place to park. And like not three miles from it so they can get in there on time um all these poor people they have to change their mask because they'll only allow medical grade masks in the hospital and in the doctor's offices and I guess I better shut my mouth now and go to my appointment or I'm going to be one of those that has to 
run in there because I'm late, but I've been sitting in the parking lot, steaming and fuming over how everybody's parking. Park your damn cars right. I mean, come on. How hard is it? I'll be back. Hello, everybody. So I'm here talking about um, workplace abuse. Uh, we've talked about that before. And really something that we need to address because it happens a lot, a lot more than what people think. Um, and when you get to a feeling where you're throwing up before you go to work or you're sick to your stomach or you're sweating um, and certain words are triggers for you um, about meetings and stuff like that. Uh, touch base is a big one for me. If I hear somebody say touch base, I almost piss myself because it scares the shit out of me or a piss out of me. Um, so I'm working at this place. I had a lot of absences because I had some health issues when I first started that I had to take care of. And so, you know, if I get wrote up for those, whatever, that's my fault. But I didn't get writ up, written up for any performance issues until after I put in a complaint for my injury, my workplace injury. I put in a complaint for my workplace injury, and all of a sudden, I am being cornered, not only by my supervisor, but the department supervisor that I work for, or work in, to do certain things for. Um, so let me back up a little bit. You're supposed to have supervision like every month with your supervisor. And I'd already been there a couple years and not had one supervision, not one. Always got rescheduled, pushed ahead or whatever. So there was nowhere for me to even feel free to talk or do anything like that. Always had to find someone on the fly, um, ask a question, had to wait a week to get a fucking response back. And, um, this is just, uh, fucking crazy. Now let me tell you. Um, so I put in a complaint for my injury, like I said, and a few months later, when I started to have to actually have treatment because the ergonomic assessment they were supposed to do 90 days after I got in there, what didn't happen for a couple of years, they finally did it. A few months later, everything starts flaring up even more, or, or it's getting worse over time anyway. So I report that and say, you know, I need to go back and see the doc. Um, so I do, and then I'm called in the office and basically told that I'm not doing my job right all of a sudden. Uh, I don't ask for help enough if I need it for certain things, and I don't uh, enlighten them on certain things, and um, that they think my depression has something to do with it, uh, which, to be fair, I did have, uh, I was acting a little out of character for a little bit. I did have a few family members die, only months apart, um, and... So anyway, you know, I had basically told my supervisor I feel like a scapegoat, and she agreed that they do use scapegoats, so that was real cool, and basically handed me a paper to go see a counselor, you know, get counseling. Um, so basically, my biggest deal at that point was not asking for help, because every time I did, it would take a week or two to get a response. I mean, it wasn't even immediate, and when you know that you're in a department where certain people are targeted at different times for certain things, um, you knew your turn was coming anyway, so I got my turn for friggin' sure. 
And then it seemed like every single time I had to have more care or it resulted in more money to be paid out for my care, I got in trouble again. Um, also, I got moved from one spot to another, like a retaliation type deal, and I got taken work taken away from me, basically told that my coworkers work circles around me and um, that, you know, the stuff that I had was too much to handle. Um, basically, you know, there's two different departments there and one department was golden and one department was shit. I basically, got, we basically got told at one point that we're nothing but a bunch of complaining babies or whatever. And some of the horrid things that would come out of people's mouths at that place that they would say to you or you'd go ask for help and, you know, your people above you would be like, I don't have time for that. I can't do this right now. I have way too much to do. Okay, so tell me that and then fucking write me up because I don't ask for help. Um, okay, that sounds real fucking cool. Um, the other thing is, is being told that you've said something or done something or were told to do something you know goddamn well that you weren't. Um, just, you know, like being gaslit or whatever. And probably, you know, these people are able to do it because they have training in what gaslighting really is, um, as you can imagine, because they're therapists. And I'm not saying that everybody at this workplace was like that. I'm talking about people in management, um, for the most part. Anyway, you know, how, how much do you have to take? I mean, I felt like I was in the worst domestic violence relationship that I'd ever been in, in my entire life. And I've been in a couple of bad, bad ones. And every time I would go to work, I would wake up, throw up, sweat when I got there, um, feel like my legs were jello, like I was going to fall over. Um, so what brings me to the, you know, to this is that it's just not fair. I mean, it's not like, and this is the first time in my life in any place that I work. And I worked since I was 11. I worked in blueberry fields. Um, and I'm in my 40s now, and I have never, ever, ever been treated like this, ever, had I ever been treated like this in a workplace. Yeah, there are workplaces that sucked, and the ethical shit and issues that I left it for sucked, um, but never in my entire life of working have I ever been or felt a, like a piece of shit like I did when I worked there. So I'm going to tell you that, you know, I got, I was on workman's comp and they were paying for everything, my hand, my wrist, my shoulder. And all of a sudden they stopped. I mean, I got pulled out of work, uh, because I was told anything happens to my hand, let them know. And so I did. And so the doctor pulled me out of work. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call saying that my workman's comp has been denied. And the reason that it was denied is because they don't know if the injury happened at home or at work. Wow. I've been on workman's comp for 16 months, guys. And I, the, and then they pulled an MRI from a month before telling me that they don't know if this happened now or then, um, which didn't make any fucking sense at all. My, 
it wasn't even my shoulder doctor that was supposed to be called. It was supposed to be my hand doctor that was called with an ASAP because my appointment got pushed out because of COVID. And on my FMLA paperwork, the doctor stated that I should not see, I should not go to work until I see the hand surgeon. So I go and, um, so anyway, I get pulled out of work. The, hand, the shoulder doctor calls me. I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and so, like, they told me that it was denied, and they said, because I didn't make separate claims, that my hands and my shoulder were denied, and shame on me for not knowing I had to make a separate claim. It just happened to creep up in the paperwork, because the uh, occupational therapist heard my shoulder snap one day, um, and I had told her that I had been having some issues or what have you. Physical therapy checked it out, you know. Anyway, so all of this, and I get pulled out of work and I get told that I'm denied. My, the insurance adjuster um, for my workplace called and said, they're going to find out if they have anything for you to do. Would you refuse work? And I said, no, I'll go to work if it's something that the doctors say I can do. And so they called the doctor's office and then my workplace called me back and said they didn't have any meaningful work. Which brings me to mediation to get workman's comp back on board. Go to mediation and their insurance adjuster says, or their lawyer says, she refused work the first time. And I said, well, I didn't say anything because I thought my lawyer was going to, but he didn't. Um, and so it looks like I didn't, I refused work. Um, this is when I got sent back to work for a month before surgery after my FMLA when nothing had changed. Hadn't seen the hand doctor yet and they were all gung-ho about my shoulder and the shoulder doctor releasing me back to work until surgery. I know it's a confusing mess, but I can tell you this, that referral was supposed to go to my hand surgeon, not the shoulder surgeon. Supposed to go to my hand surgeon. Um, and let me tell you, the insurance adjusters had had my MRI for my shoulder for over a month before this happened. Um, and they, you know, and they basically were like, well, this doesn't, shoulders usually aren't involved. And by the looks of this MRI, um, and, and I'm telling you this because this is an insurance adjuster looking at my MRI and telling me her opinion about it, um, which she definitely has no right to, you know, have an opinion because she's not an expert. Anyway. All I'm trying to say is, like, abuse and retaliation, they're so subtle sometimes, you don't even know until you start feeling it mentally and physically. You feel like you're going crazy. Like, I felt like I was going crazy. So I have, like, a million little things going on here. Um, I do have emails saved. I do have um, an email saved that says, uh, I'm trying to do the best I can. I need to take some breaks because my, you know, I'm hurting here. Uh, and the response was, yeah, we need to get this done. And so you need to get on it. Um, this is bullshit. I mean, and these people get away with it because they're a big fucking company, a big corporation. They just get away with it because they think they can or they can. And I mean, we had a brief breach of confidentiality at the place one time. 
and one person that was involved in it, I mean, it was a mistake, but one person that was involved in it no longer works there, but the other person who should have been checking and vetting things as well is still working there. So it really depends on what shoes you wear, who you know, who hates you, who doesn't, and your reputation can be fucking ruined by this place. I mean, like slander and defamation of character and all that stuff. And I've applied for jobs and like people will call me back. And as soon as they get to references, nobody calls me again because, and I'm not sure if it's because of this place, you know, giving me a bad reference or what, but, um, I'll tell you what, they can really ruin a person's life if they want to. They really can just single-handedly, just one place can ruin it. And I can say, you know, it's not for everybody to work in a fast-paced environment like that. And, you know, not everybody can hack the abuse and the brutal fucking days that you have. And there's really nothing that can pay you enough to lose your extremities for these people. What the fuck are you doing? Um, yeah, sorry, somebody was just trying to walk in front of me and I had a green light and I just, like, what the hell? So, anyway, um, no, I'm not holding my phone or anything like that, uh, but, anyway, so I just had to get that out so much, it's just so much, I mean, I've even, like, tried to give this to a lawyer at one point to kind of decipher, um, and because it's like a workman's comp case, they won't touch it. But, you know, how would I present that to someone? I mean, I don't even want money. I mean, I am hurting for money right now. I really am because of the pandemic and because, well, now I don't have a job. Oh, yeah. On that note, um, I got a notice in the mail a few days into the new year that told me I had to call by the 5th because my extension for my short term for my uh, medical leave of absence uh, ran out on the 18th of December and I get a mailing at the beginning of January telling me that it ran out then um, and to call by the 5th. So that gave me a day by the time I got um, the mailing. I only had the next day. So I call on the 5th. I give them my information twice. Twice. And nobody called me back and here it is the 12th um safe to say that they terminated me but I called I called the wrong number as I usually freaking do called the billing department and had them transfer me there and they really like I will make them go through phone records to see that I call because uh, I know they have phone records because I work for the fucking company um it just burns my ass because this is another Another thing that they've done, I'm sure they went right over the message, deleted it, and moved on. Um, and I've seen that happen before. Seen it happen purposely, I'm telling you. Um, this is ridiculous. They don't want to do something, they're not going to do it. So catty. They fight different departments, and it's not even the people that fight. It's the fucking supervisors that fight and talk about each other, and it's ridiculous. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. just makes me mad. Um... But I can see it now. My name and saying that I was wrongfully terminated and then have this place come out and make a ridiculous statement and, you know, get put harder into the coals or whatever. It's just ridiculous. I am a fighter. 
so I'm going to do what I have to do, but I'm just telling you, I can't. Woo! Now, if they start telling people, or if they, I don't even know if they have already, they could have, like I said, you know, giving me a bad reference or whatever, but I remember someone saying, be careful because remember what happened to so-and-so when they went out on medical leave and they didn't like them, so they didn't get brought back. Well, okay. Okay. Fair enough. But we don't just go ruin someone's life because you're pissed. And that's what they are doing. Um, and I'm sorry, but even if, and it didn't, but even if my injuries happen somewhere else, which they're trying to claim, um, as far as, you know, carpal tunnel and stuff like that, um, work still aggravated it. doesn't even matter. And, you know, I would be a, one of the people that they would give a hard time to just because, you know, I used to talk to my grandmother about that stuff and my mother and of course and then you know people that are blatantly fucking lying about uh, workman's comp and they're just just you know like we'll just do the well yeah okay but when people actually need it this is what you do like you're doing this now people aren't gonna get it if they need it but my whole confusion is you know it's a administration error that screwed this whole thing up and nobody wants to look at it because nobody wants to deal with it um so now I have mediation for a settlement which I put in and it's not even for that much I mean my friggin surgery cost eighty thousand dollars I didn't even ask for a half of that and like physical therapy and occupational therapy those are like fourteen to twenty thousand dollars a year um and then miss work and you know miss work in the future and uh only going back at half time and all that stuff. That's just fucking bullshit. But anyway, remember, this is unscripted and unrated, so um, no apologies for whatever vulgar language I've used. Um, thank you and have a good day, and I'm sure I'll be back on to talk about this a little more soon. Hello, everybody. So I'm here talking about um, workplace abuse. Uh, we've talked about that before. And really something that we need to address because it happens a lot, a lot more than what people think. Um, and when you get to a feeling where you're throwing up before you go to work or you're sick to your stomach or you're sweating um, and certain words are triggers for you um, about meetings and stuff like that. Uh, touch base is a big one for me. If I hear somebody say touch base, I almost piss myself because it scares the shit out of me or a piss out of me. Um, so I'm working at this place. I had a lot of absences because I had some health issues when I first started that I had to take care of. And so, you know, if I get wrote up for those, whatever, that's my fault. But I didn't get rid up, written up for any performance issues until after I put in a complaint for my injury, my workplace injury. I put in a complaint for my workplace injury, and all of a sudden, I am being cornered, not only by my supervisor, but the department supervisor that I work for, or work in, to do certain 
things for. Um, so let me back up a little bit. You're supposed to have supervision like every month with your supervisor. And I'd already been there a couple years and not had one supervision, not one. Always got rescheduled, pushed ahead or whatever. So there was nowhere for me to even feel free to talk or do anything like that. Always had to find someone on the fly. Um, ask a question, had to wait a week to get a fucking response back. And um, this is just uh, fucking crazy, now let me tell you. Um, so I put in a complaint for my injury, like I said. And a few months later, when I started to have to actually have treatment because the ergonomic assessment they were supposed to do 90 days after I got in there, what didn't happen for a couple of years, they finally did it. A few months later, everything starts flaring up even more, or, or it's getting worse over time anyway. So I report that and say, you know, I need to go back and see the doc. Um, so I do. And then I'm called in the office and basically told that I'm not doing my job right all of a sudden. Uh, I don't ask for help enough if I need it for certain things, and I don't uh, enlighten them on certain things, and um, that they think my depression has something to do with it, uh, which, to be fair, I did have, uh, I was acting a little out of character for a little bit. I did have a few family members die, only months apart, um, and... So anyway, you know, I had basically told my supervisor I feel like a scapegoat, and she agreed that they do use scapegoats, so that was real cool, and basically handed me a paper to go see a counselor, you know, get counseling. Um, so basically, my biggest deal at that point was not asking for help, because every time I did, it would take a week or two to get a response. I mean, it wasn't even immediate, and when you know that you're in a department where certain people are targeted at different times for certain things, um, you knew your turn was coming anyway, so I got my turn for friggin' sure. And then it seemed like every single time I had to have more care or it resulted in more money to be paid out for my care, I got in trouble again. Um, also, I got moved from one spot to another, like a retaliation type deal, and... I got taken work taken away from me, basically told that my coworkers work circles around me and um, that, you know, the stuff that I had was too much to handle. Um, basically, you know, there's two different departments there and one department was golden and one department was shit. I basically, got, we basically got told at one point that or nothing but a bunch of complaining babies or whatever. And some of the horrid things that would come out of people's mouths at that place that they would say to you, or you'd go ask for help and, you know, your people above you would be like, I don't have time for that. I can't do this right now. I have way too much to do. Okay, so tell me that and then fucking write me up because I don't ask for help. Um, okay, that sounds real fucking cool. Um, the other thing is, is being told that you've said something or done something or were told to do something you know goddamn well that you weren't. Um, just, you know, like being gaslit or whatever. And probably, you know, these people are able to do it because they have training in what gaslighting really is, um, as you can imagine, because they're therapists. And I'm not 
saying that everybody at this workplace was like that. I'm talking about people in management um, for the most part. Anyway, you know, how, how much do you have to take? I mean, I felt like I was in the worst domestic violence relationship that I'd ever been in in my entire life, and I've been in a couple of bad, bad ones. And every time I would go to work, I would wake up, throw up, sweat when I got there, um, feel like my legs were jello, like I was going to fall over. Um, so what brings me to the, you know, to this is that it's just not fair. I mean, it's not like, and this is the first time in my life in any place that I work. And I worked since I was 11. I worked in blueberry fields. Um, and I'm in my 40s now, and I have never, ever, ever been treated like this, ever, had I ever been treated like this in a workplace. Yeah, there are workplaces that sucked, and the ethical shit and issues that I left it for sucked, um, but never in my entire life of working have I ever been or felt a, like a piece of shit like I did when I worked there. So I'm going to tell you that, you know, I got, I was on workman's comp and they were paying for everything, my hand, my wrist, my shoulder. And all of a sudden they stopped. I mean, I got pulled out of work, uh, because I was told anything happens to my hand, let them know. And so I did. And so the doctor pulled me out of work. And the next thing I know, I'm getting a phone call saying that my workman's comp has been denied. And the reason that it was denied is because they don't know if the injury happened at home or at work. Wow. I've been on workman's comp for 16 months, guys. And I, the, and then they pulled an MRI from a month before telling me that they don't know if this happened now or then. Um, which didn't make any fucking sense at all. My, it wasn't even my shoulder doctor that was supposed to be called. It was supposed to be my hand doctor that was called with an ASAP because... My appointment got pushed out because of COVID, and on my FMLA paperwork, the doctor stated that I should not see, I should not go to work until I see the hand surgeon. So I go and, um, so anyway, I get pulled out of work, the, hand, the shoulder doctor calls me, I'm like, what the fuck? Um, and so, like, they told me that it was denied and they said because I didn't make separate claims that my hands and my shoulder were denied and shame on me for not knowing I had to make a separate claim it just happened to creep up in the paperwork because the uh, occupational therapist heard my shoulder snap one day um, and I told her that I had been having some issues or what have you physical therapy checked it out you know anyway so all of this and I get pulled out of work and I get told that I'm denied. My, the insurance adjuster um, for my workplace called and said, they're going to find out if they have anything for you to do. Would you refuse work? And I said, no, I'll go to work if it's something that the doctors say I can do. And so they called the doctor's office and then my workplace called me back and said they didn't have any meaningful work. Which brings me to 
mediation to get workman's comp back on board. Go to mediation and their insurance adjuster says, or their lawyer says, she refused work the first time. And I said, well, I didn't say anything because I thought my lawyer was going to, but he didn't. Um, and so it looks like I didn't, I refused work. Um, this is when I got sent back to work for a month before surgery after my FMLA when nothing had changed. Hadn't seen the hand doctor yet and they were all gung-ho about my shoulder and the shoulder doctor releasing me back to work until surgery. I know it's a confusing mess, but I can tell you this, that referral was supposed to go to my hand surgeon, not the shoulder surgeon. Supposed to go to my hand surgeon. Um, and let me tell you, the insurance adjusters had had my MRI for my shoulder for over a month before this happened. Um, and they, you know, and they basically were like, well, this doesn't, shoulders usually aren't involved. And by the looks of this MRI, um, and, and I'm telling you this because this is an insurance adjuster looking at my MRI and telling me her opinion about it, um, which she definitely has no right to, you know, have an opinion because she's not an expert. Anyway. All I'm trying to say is, like, abuse and retaliation, they're so subtle sometimes, you don't even know until you start feeling it mentally and physically. You feel like you're going crazy. Like, I felt like I was going crazy. So I have, like, a million little things going on here. Um, I do have emails saved. I do have um, an email saved that says, uh, I'm trying to do the best I can. I need to take some breaks because my, you know, I'm hurting here. Uh, and the response was, yeah, we need to get this done. And so you need to get on it. Um, this is bullshit. I mean, and these people get away with it because they're a big fucking company, a big corporation. They just get away with it because they think they can or they can. And I mean, we had a breach of confidentiality at the place one time. And one person that was involved in it, I mean, it was a mistake. But one person that was involved in it no longer works there. But the other person who should have been checking and vetting things as well, is still working there. So it really depends on what shoes you wear, who you know, who hates you, who doesn't. And your reputation can be fucking ruined by this place. I mean, like slander and defamation of character and all that stuff. And I've applied for jobs and like people will call me back. And as soon as they get to references, nobody calls me again because... And I'm not sure if it's because of this place, you know, giving me a bad reference or what. But um, I'll tell you what, they can really ruin a person's life if they want to. They really can. Just single-handedly, just one place can ruin it. And I can say, you know, it's not for everybody to work in a fast-paced environment like that. And, you know, not everybody can hack the abuse and the brutal fucking days that you have and there's really nothing that can pay you enough to lose your extremities for these people what the fuck are you doing um yeah sorry somebody was just trying to walk in front of me and I had a green light and I just like what the hell so anyway um no I'm not holding my phone or anything like that uh but anyway so I just had to get that out so much it's just so much I mean, I've even, like, tried to give this to a lawyer at one point to kind of decipher. Um, 
and because it's like a workman's comp case, they won't touch it. But, you know, how would I present that to someone? I mean, I don't even want money. I mean, I am hurting for money right now. I really am because of the pandemic and because, well, now I don't have a job. Oh, yeah, on that note, um, I get a notice in the mail a few days into the new year that told me I had to call by the 5th because my extension for my short term for my uh, medical leave of absence uh, ran out on the 18th of December and I get a mailing at the beginning of January telling me that it ran out then um, and to call by the 5th so that gave me a day by the time I got um, the mailing I only had the next day so I call on the 5th, I give them my information twice, twice, and nobody called me back. And here it is, the 12th, um, safe to say that they terminated me, but I called, I called the wrong number, as I usually freaking do, called the billing department and had them transfer me there, and they really, like, I will make them go through phone records to see that I called, because uh, I know they have phone records, because I work for the fucking company, um, it just burns my ass because this is another another thing that they've done. I'm sure they went right over the message, deleted it, and moved on. Um, and I've seen that happen before. Seen it happen purposely, I'm telling you. Um, this is ridiculous. They don't want to do something, they're not going to do it. So catty. They fight different departments. And it's not even the people that fight. It's the fucking supervisors that fight and talk about each other, and it's ridiculous. Anyways, I'm getting off track here. Just makes me mad. Um, but I can see it now. My name and saying that I was wrongfully terminated and then have this place come out and make a ridiculous statement and, you know, get put harder into the coals or whatever. It's just ridiculous. I am a fighter, so I'm going to do what I have to do, but I'm just telling you. I can't. Woo! Now, if they start telling people, or if they, I don't even know if they have already, they could have, like I said, you know, giving me a bad reference or whatever. But I remember someone saying, be careful because remember what happened to so-and-so when they went out on medical leave and they didn't like them, so they didn't get brought back. Well, okay. Okay. fair enough, but you don't just go ruin someone's life because you're pissed, and that's what they are doing, um, and I'm sorry, but even if, and it didn't, but even if my injuries happened somewhere else, which they're trying to claim, um, as far as, you know, carpal tunnel and stuff like that, um, work still aggravated it, doesn't even matter. And, you know, I would be a, one of the people that they would give a hard time to just because, you know, I used to talk to my grandmother about that stuff and my mother and of course, and then, you know, people that are blatantly fucking lying about uh, workman's comp and they're just, just, you know, like, we'll just do the little well, yeah, okay, but when people actually need it, this is what you do. Like, you're doing this. Now, people aren't going to get it if they need it. 
But my whole confusion is, you know, it's a administration error that screwed this whole thing up and nobody wants to look at it because nobody wants to deal with it. Um, so now I have mediation for a settlement, which I put in and it's not even for that much. I mean, my friggin' surgery cost $80,000. I didn't even ask for half of that. And like physical therapy and occupational therapy, those are like fourteen dollars to $20,000 a year. Um, and then missed work and, you know, missed work in the future and uh, only going back at half time and all that stuff. That's just fucking bullshit. But anyway, remember, this is unscripted and unrated, so um, no apologies for whatever vulgar language I've used. Um, thank you and have a good day. And I'm sure I'll be back on to talk about this a little more soon.